Uh, man, how many of you enjoyed the warm days? Anybody here warm? It's been warm. Uh, you know, this past month, I think it's been, uh, uh, you know, three-digit numbers, man, throughout the whole month. And uh, it's been very warm, very hot. Uh, and uh, as I get into the word here, I, I hope that you've come ready to receive. Uh, and as I read earlier, uh, one of the things that you and I uh, should constantly uh, display about, about who we are is, is, is the Christ that lives within us, right? It, it's constantly known that there is a river of living water that lives within us that, that we cannot contain, that, that this is a reason why we're able to share the gospel, why we're able to tell others about Christ and who he is and uh, you know, we should be daring in doing that. Many of us, we're daring in other things, but sometimes we're not daring in stepping out and sharing the gospel. We'll go out and we'll do all other things, but we won't be daring, right, uh, to share the gospel with someone. And uh, speaking of daring, I, I've got a, 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 an actual slide there. Uh, but I, can I, since I remember, uh, you know, as I was young, I, I've always been a little adventurous, uh, and, and all that I do, you know, really daring, and, and, and uh, ever since I was little, I, I did all kinds of things, you know, uh, you, my mom can tell you, you can, she'll sit with you and tell you stories, but all the things that I used to love to do growing up, and, uh, you know, I, from climbing trees to uh, climbing buildings, right, uh, to jumping off water towers, uh, learning, to, uh, you know, to ride a bike, right, I, I remember when I was small, one of the ways I learned how to ride a bike is I, I got my sisters on. The, how many of you guys remember the bikes that had the banana seat, right? And uh, so I'd get on it. I couldn't reach the pedals or anything. And I'd just say, hey, look, push me. And there was a hill. And I'd go down the hill. It's nothing but gravel. And all there was was a wooden sign that would stop me at the end. So that's how I learned how to ride a bike, okay? Very daring. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I was always jumping, right? Uh, uh, had ramps, uh, went, uh, uh, man, just, you name it, I did it. Jumped off the house with a, with a big old piece of plastic, thought it was going to be a parachute to, to help me, Brother Juan, but it didn't, you know. Uh, it did hurt, but, uh, you know, it, uh, uh, just so many different things that, that I did a, as a child. And, uh, you know, I love roller coasters. Anybody here love roller coasters, right? I love roller coasters. Uh, you know, what other things did I do? Uh, well, skydiving. I did skydiving, zip lining. Uh, I, I think the next thing for me is, is wa white water rafting. That's what I want to do next. Uh, but these are things that, that my life insurance uh, into a man, uh, person doesn't really like for me to tell them. He said, no, I don't want to hear it. If you're going to go do something, don't tell me that I'm going to do it. But, uh, you know, and someone once asked, asked me, you know, why is it that you do these things? You know, wh why, what makes you so daring? What makes you so, uh, you know, wanting to, to, to be adventurous as you are? And Well, first of all, when, uh, the first thing is that when you live in a very small West Texas town, there's nothing else to do, right? <laughs> uh, you have to be adventurous. You have to come up with all kinds of things. But uh, really the second thing is, is uh, because there's, there's this, this rush that goes in you, right? And and, and I say all these things because what I, what I want to uh, share with you is, I guess that it makes me feel alive, right? It makes you feel alive. If you've ever uh, done something that's daring or something that makes you feel really, uh, really good, it makes you feel alive. There's just adrenaline that goes through you, right? And, and so physically, we can participate in many activities uh, that bring us temporary satisfaction. And, and that's, I'm here to let you know that most of the stuff that we do is temporary, right? Uh, 
But there is something that you and I have been given as children of God, and that will never end. And, and that is true life, right? To be alive through Christ Jesus. Can you say amen to that? And that is the Word of God, that we are alive today through the Word of God, because of the Word of God, because the Word of God is living, and because the Word of God is living, it lives within us. And since it lives within us, then we should understand that we are alive in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen to that? Come on, that should give you a thrill, right, to know that Christ Jesus lives within us. He is alive. And so uh, when, when we walk around with our heads down, when we walk around defeated, when we walk around that we, we seem to think that there's no tomorrow, I'm here to encourage you to let you know that Christ Jesus, who lives within you, is alive. And because he's alive, we are alive. And we should be overflowing, right? Overflowing with this, this water that, that we cannot contain, right? The, this joy that we have in our lives. And, and so today, this morning, I want you to be joyful. I don't want you to be upset. I don't want you to think about all the things that you've been through all this week. Because the Word of God says that if we come unto Him and lay all of our troubles, all of our difficulties, that He will give us rest, that He understands, that He will carry us through, right? And, and so I want to encourage you here today and to let you know that you and I, we are alive because of the Word of God. Come on, the promises of God. And, and so it is the Word. It, it is alive in us, and we are now alive. Can you say praise God to that? Right? So we, we are alive through the word first, uh, essentially, uh, uh, or in, in, a, in a natural way, right? Uh, essentially, we are alive. It tells us there in John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. It talks about Christ Jesus. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and he was with God in the beginning. So this word that it was alive in you and I was here at the beginning of all time. And because he was here, he understands and he knows he is in complete control of who we are in our lives. So uh, we are alive because he is alive. Can you say amen? Galatians 20, 20 tells us, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but it is Christ who lives in me. Now, if Christ lives within you, can you give a praise offering unto the Lord here today? Okay, I'm going to say that again. If Christ lives within you, right, can we give a praise offering unto the Lord here today? Listen, I, I want to encourage you. I, I, I'm here to encourage you to let you know that we are alive because of Christ. We were headed toward destruction. Without Christ in our life, the Word of God tells us in His Word, the promises in His Word, that there are two, play, two areas in our lives. You're, you're either headed toward destruction or you're headed the, the, the right direction, right, toward heaven. And, and so uh, uh, if, if we are alive, right, he is alive with us. And so we've been crucified with Christ, and we no longer live, but it is Christ who lives within us. Second is that the, 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 it is the written word that is alive, the word of God, the word that, that, that uh, helps us daily, right? The holy scriptures is called, the, the holy writings, or sometimes it's described as the seed, or, or uh, uh, the, the, the main thing, it's the word of God, right? And so we are alive because of the word, because the word is alive, Paul tells us there, and he writes in the book of Hebrews, if you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 
12 and 13, and that's where we're, uh, my, the majority of, of my sermon here today that I want to share with you is that we are alive because the Word is alive. Amen. So it says Hebrews 4, 12 and 13, and it reads this way, for the Word of God is what? For the Word of God is alive, right? Not only is it alive, but it is active. It is sharper than a two-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Did you know that one day we will stand before God himself and we will give an account of our lives before him? And so it tells us there that the word of God is alive. It is the word that transforms us. It is a word that changes us. It is a word that makes us uh, uh, see something different, something new. It transforms us from the old life, from the old ways of thinking, from the old ways of living. Things that we thought we had it together, things that we, we thought we had it right without him. But now that he has come into our lives and now that we've accepted his word, it is a word that transforms us. Can you say amen to that? It changes us. It's, it, it, there is a complete change. When, when we begin to read the Word, and listen, this is one of the reasons why sometimes a lot of people hesitate to read the Word. It's because they don't want their lives completely changed. They are uh, uh, exactly happy with the type of lifestyle and the lives that they're living, that if they go to the Word, they feel that the Word is going to remind them about the transformation that has happened in their life, that when they've accepted Christ as Lord and Savior of their life, now there's been a change, there's been a transformation, not to the worst, but so to the good, right? And, and so the Word of God is alive, and because it's alive, it transforms us, it changes us, we have changed. We are no longer of the old self. Can you say amen? It gives us wisdom. The word of God is alive, and it gives us wisdom. It allows us to know and to understand some of the things that we are able to go through the scriptures to understand what God has for us in our lives. It gives us this wisdom, this wisdom that sometimes you and I, we try to figure out certain things in our own. But if we go to the scriptures, the scriptures will help us understand some of the things, maybe even the, 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 the difficulties and the, and the trials and, and valleys that we go through. Sometimes we, we try to go to books, right? There's nothing wrong with the books. I'm not here to criticize the books. There, there, are, there are very good books out there that will help you. But I'm, I'm here to let you know there is only one book. Come on, there is only one main book <laughs> that, that we can go to that will bring that satisfaction. That, that not only will it transform us, but it will give us wisdom. It will help us to direct our lives. It will help us to be able to help others to, to understand what it is that we're going through through Christ Jesus. Not only does it transform us and gives us wisdom, but it has blessed us and it strengthens us. The Word of God is alive. It gives us strength. It gives us strength sometimes that we cannot do on ourselves. It doesn't give us sometimes 
No, when we lack the physical strength, it can come alongside, but it can give us the spiritual strength that will help us understand that we can make it. We can go through these things. So it is alive because it has blessed us. The Word of God has blessed me because it has shown me and directed me and given me the ideas of all the things that Christ Jesus did from the beginning of time. To know that He existed, to know that God was a creator, it's a blessing to me to know that I can depend on the Word of God whenever I'm in need, whenever I'm going through something, whenever I can't figure things out, whenever it's complicated, whenever I get tired, whenever I don't understand certain things, I can go to the Word of God and it blesses me, right? It strengthens me. It reminds me that I'm not alone, that, 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 that God is there for me and He will never leave me. And, and to know that there are promises within His Word, but there's also uh, ways of conviction within His Word. So it not only blesses me and it also strengthens me, but it also brings comfort. The Word of God is alive because it brings comfort to me. It brings comfort to my soul. There is a peace that surpasses all understanding, right? For those of you and, and, and uh, that have gone through 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 hard times, maybe you've lost a loved one, maybe you've you you you're, you've been in a time of mourning. It's at those moments, it's at those times that we know that the word of God is alive and it comforts us during times of challenging uh, uh, times in our lives, and also it, it it it's there to help us while we go through these things. Can you say Amen to that? The Word of God is alive. It is alive. It, it, it not only comforts us, but it brings conviction on us too. A lot of times we don't like to go to the Word because we know that the Word of God is going to correct us in the life and the things that we're thinking about and doing. And we know, right? We know what we're, where we're at and what we're supposed to be, what direction and how to follow and what to be doing. We know that, that God has called us, listen, in order for you to, to, to have this, this communion with me, you, you must take time to pray, communicate with me. You must take time to have a relationship with me. You must take time to read the Word of God. And, and it, sometimes we hesitate to do that because it brings conviction upon our lives. It reminds us that we were once lost and now we're found, that, that there is a transformation, that we're no longer, right, uh, practice the things of the old world, but now we've been transformed by the renewing of our mind because of the promise is in the word that God has. But I'm here to let you know that the word is alive today. You know, it is, the, it is the only book that we need. It is the only thing that we have that can help and truly guide us. Uh, there's no other book like it, right? It is the inspired book of God, right? It, it was breathed into man, but it is God who gave us. It is God who has placed his word. It is alive and it is moving today. Can you say amen to that? 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God and many others may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is the only book we need. Come on. We don't need Google, we don't need Siri, we don't need any of the other things, but this is the only book that we need. Can you say amen to that? It, it is a book that helps us teach, it, it helps us correct, it helps us train in, in righteousness, right? It guides us, it's there to, to, to help us during our times 
uh, as, uh, during this time as we walk in the Lord to get closer into the Lord. Listen, God's word is constantly at work. It is alive. It is moving. It is, it is something that lives within us. There is, there's the word of God is within us and it is alive and we should utilize it. Right? As born-again believers, we should be excited uh, uh, to share the Word of God. Yes, we go through trials. We go through difficulties. But if, if you go to the Scriptures, it tells us that we're going to go through that. It says that we're going to go through hard times and difficulties. But it also tells us that we don't need to worry. Why? Because Christ has already overcome it. And we tend to forget it. And we tend to, 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 to forget that, that, that God is with us, that God's promises and that his word will never come back void. And what he has promised you and what he has planned for you, he will complete it. And so we, we must understand that the word of God is alive. It is moving. It is working today. First, uh, and, and so uh, if God's word is constantly at work, First, it is alive, right? It is alive. God's word stirs within us, right? It, it, it revives uh, what was once dead. That's what the word of God does. It, it allows us to know and understand that what was once dead, now it revives us. It stirs us up. There's a movement. There's a, there's a, a shaking that goes on within our lives that what was once dead now is alive through Christ Jesus. This is what the word of God does. It is alive within us. Right. It revives us. What was dead there uh, <clears throat> where uh, there is uh, uh, well, when the spirit is within us, when the word of God is within us. Right. It brings revival. Revival starts within ourselves. If we're over here praying, uh, you know, I know that many of us, even as pastors and I've talked to pastors and leaders and uh, there there is a huge, huge movement right now. Right. And this huge movement that's happening, it's not a revival, but it's a movement of people shifting and, and, and having opposite uh, thoughts and directions. And they're leaving Christianity. They're leaving what they first once loved. And so what uh, in order for us that uh, we've talked to other pastors is that, you know, one of the things that we do pray for, we pray for revival. Right. Uh, if you don't know what revival is, revival means is that there's a, a, a movement of the Lord once again, of not only uh, Christianity, but God himself, the Holy Spirit. There is a movement within uh, the, the people, especially here in the United States. How many of you guys know that we need a revival? Right? We, we, we are moving a different direction, and, and uh, it's something that we need to be praying about, that God would give us wisdom, Right? But we get wisdom through his word and, and that God would give us wisdom that, that there would be a start of revival, right? A revival in the revival. How many of you guys know that revival starts within you? Right? We, we, we can't always just wait. We can't always just say, okay, God, I'm going to sit back. I'm gonna, you know, uh, uh, once the, that movement starts going, then I'm going to go over there because there's something stirring, there's something moving. And then when that stops, then I'm going to go over here because there's something going on over here. So I'm going to go over this place. No, revival starts in here. Starts within ourselves. And if God is alive in you, if Christ is alive in you, then there is revival in you. There should be revival. You should want to be able to share the word of God. You should be excited about there's a movement within your life. There's a transformation in your life that you're no longer the old self, but now you're your new self, and now you want to share it with others, right? We are, we are uh, revitalized. We are transformed by the word of God. It is alive, and it transforms us. It revitalizes, right? We, 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 we. 
once again, we, we get energized. I mean, you guys remember the, the commercial of the energy bu- uh, bunny, right? Energizer bunny. That's sometimes what we need in our lives spiritually. We need the energy uh, bunny within our lives to get us going once again. You know, we get so, so comfortable. We get so uh, relaxed. We, we forget that there is something within us that is alive that we need to share the word of God. Can you say amen? And it transforms us. It, it, it reignites the flame that is within us, this flame that it talks about within the scriptures, that there is a flame that is within us. There is fire that burns within us that when Christ Jesus comes and he changes our lives and he allows us to know that he's in, uh, in charge of our lives, there's this flame that burns that we can't wait to tell others about who Christ Jesus is. I say this all the time. When you go out and you get something that you've been waiting for, something that's brand new, right? Maybe like a, a brand new car, maybe a brand new motorcycle, you know, I don't know. Maybe a, a, a brand new drone or something, right, Rodney? You know, you can't wait to show it off. Right. It's just something that you there's this there's this thing that you're anxious to tell somebody about what you have received. Maybe, uh, you know, again, uh, for the ladies that have had children. Right. When, when your baby is born, it's something that, that, that ignites in you. Right. And it's like, man, it's awesome. You want to tell everybody, you want to show everybody. Right. My baby is the most beautiful baby in the world. Right. Re- regardless of what other people might say. But there's this fire within you. Right. Physically, that you want to tell them. It's this same kind of fire, this same kind of strength, right, that, that, uh, that, uh, that should ignite us to be able to share the Word of God. There, the Word of God is alive in us. It's, there's a movement. There's a stirring. There's a transformation that has happened in our lives when the people that do not know Christ Jesus, don't, they don't see the transformation. Then what makes you different? How, how can people see Christ in you if we're not showing it? If we're not, if we're not actually uh, uh, understanding what the scriptures really and the promises have to say, that the word of God is alive. It, there's a revival within us. There, there's a transformation within us, right? There's this flame within us that we cannot wait to tell others about who Christ is and, and, and how good God really is and, and that God has sent me and that God is here so that I can help you and to encourage you and to lift you up and to pray with you and, and, and to be there for you when I, uh, uh, as much as I can, right? There's this fire, this flame within us. It is alive. The Word of God is constantly alive. And when, uh, when everything else fails, right, when all other ideals fail, can I tell you that uh, uh, so many things have come in the past, so many thoughts, so many opinions, so many things that the world has, uh, uh, you know, science itself, uh, all ideals, they will fail, they will stop, they will end at one time, but I'm here to let you know that the Word of God will still live on. It will never die. It is alive. Amen. Can you say amen to that? Right? Uh, uh, it, is, uh, it is true. It is, uh, the Word of God is truth. It is trustworthy. Right? It is timeless. It is eternal, the Word of God, right? Time past, time present, time future. It is eternal and forever. The Word of God will never cease to exist. It is alive and it will be alive now that we are living here. And once we're gone, it will still be alive till the end of time. It will continue to still be alive. Can you say amen to that? Peter, the apostle, writes, 
in First Peter chapter one verse twenty-one, it says that the word of the Lord stands forever. His word stands forever. It will not fade. It will not go out. It's not something that comes and goes. It will always be here. It is alive, right? It stands forever. Isaiah writes in 40, uh, chapter 40, verse 8, that the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our Lord or God endures forever. Psalms 119.89 says, your word, O Lord, is everlasting. It is a firmly fixed, it's firmly fixed in the heavens. It will never fade out. It will endure forever. Can you say amen to that? See, man's word will fade. Eventually it will die. But God's word is faithful and it is alive and it is alive today. And so it's it's things that live within a second. His word is active. Not only is it alive within the scriptures as we, that we read, but the word of God is active, right? Active. There's a Greek meaning for active. It means energy. It means power. It means explosive, right? It means that, that it doesn't just sit there, that we don't read it and it doesn't do anything, but there is an energy about the word of God. There is power in his word. There is power in who he is. There is power in what he has set before us within his word. And uh, I remember that when we first uh, uh, got together, we, we went and we were introduced uh, there in, in Guatemala when we, we took uh, Rodney for the very first time. And, uh, uh, and I use Rodney because he's an electrician and I want, I'm talking about energy and power. And so we were trying to figure out, well, what, what was the best method for, for the, the individual who was going to do some welding? Uh, where was he going to get all this energy? Where was he going to get all this power from, right? Because the church that we were helping really didn't have very much energy. Uh, and, and so the, the gentleman says, oh, it's no big deal, no big deal. We, we can get energy. All we have to do is just get a couple of rods. And what we're going to do is we're just going to tie it directly onto the lines, the main lines, Right? And they did. They, they tied it on the, the, uh, the main lines, and that's where they had uh, all the energy, right? Uh, and so, uh, of course, we were afraid because those lines were walking all, uh, were running all the way down through uh, the, the, the ground, and, and, and kids were running over it. And, you know, we were trying to walk around it, and, and Rodney was like, you know, oh, my goodness, I don't know what. <laughs> you know, he was going kind of crazy because of all that. But I say that because... Uh, there could have been an explosion, right? There's an explosion. There could, there's a lot of energy that is running through those wires. And if any, anyone was to touch it, well, they probably wouldn't be here today. But, uh, and I say that because that's what the Word of God is. It is active. It is, a, it is wired with power. We don't understand. Sometimes we, we, we take the Word of God very lightly. We take the Word of God that if it's, well, you know what, this is this. This is God's word, but it's okay. It's, it, it, it's, it, we, we don't really need to use it all the time. Listen, I'm here to let you know that there is power in his word. When we utilize his word, not only as our testimony, but when we utilize the word to tell someone about who Christ is, there is power in God's word. Can you say amen? It's this power that raised Jesus from the dead. Come on. It's the same power that gives us this same book. 
It's this power that, 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 that sustains us and holds us and allows us to go through each day. It's, it's a power that convinces people, right? It convinces, it changes the minds and the hearts of individuals. That when they begin to read the word, listen, if there's anything that, that if someone says, well, listen, how do I, need, how do I know more about, about this Jesus or about Christ or about Christianity? You know, do, do I really need that in my life? I mean, is that something that, uh, you know, I don't really need religion in my life. Well, I'm here to explain to you, it's not a religion that you need. It's a relationship that you need. And the only way that you can have a true relationship is to know who Christ is. And, and, and if, and excuse me, but if I'm not modeling that as, as, a, as a person, that, as a Christian, I want to encourage you to read his word because I will fail. And, and there are times that I will not do what I'm called to do. But if you get into the word, it'll convince you. It'll change your mind. It'll begin to change their thought, the way they, uh, they, they see things. It changes their hearts. So the, the, the word of God is active, right? It's power. It convinces. Not only does it convince, but it converts, right? It changes and it transforms a person it, 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 when, when they begin to read the word. When someone comes and reads the word for the very first time, it begins to change their whole attitude, begins to change their whole mind, the, the way they are. It transforms a person. It converts. Romans ten seventeen tells us, that Jesus says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word uh, about Christ. There is a transformation that takes place. There is power in the word of God. The word of God converts. It changes. It transforms forms an individual. So if there's ever a time where you're thinking, well, listen, how is it that I can reach my friend? How can I reach my, my spouse? How can I reach my children? Listen, get into the Word. Begin to read the Word. Let them read the Word with you or read the Word to them. There is power in the Word of God. Come on. And then it will convert, right? Not only does it convert, but it cleanses. The Word of God cleanses to make clean again, right? We were once dirty inside, filthy with sin. Christ Jesus came and all that, right? He took to the cross and our sins have been forgotten because of the blood of Christ. So the word of God cleanses, right? It makes clean. Ephesians 5.26 speaks of the church to make her holy. Now, it's not just the scriptures, but if the scriptures are alive, Christ Jesus is alive in us. It is Christ who cleanses us. And since Christ cleanses, he lives within his word and he lives within us. Can you say amen to that? So the word of God is active. It cleanses. It brings comfort, as we explained earlier, in our hearts. Especially when our hearts are broken, when we're grieving or or we don't know where to go or what to do. The Word of God brings comfort. The Word of God is alive. It's powerful. There is power. It also gives us hope. How many of you guys know that we need hope today? Come on, we need hope. Sometimes we walk around and we, we say, you know, we, we, we lose hope, right? We, we don't know what to do or what direction. I've already tried everything, Pastor. You know, everything I've done, I, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've tried this, I've Googled this, I, I've, you know, all these things. Uh, Siri, I've tried all these things, but it doesn't work. But listen, I'm here to let you know that there is hope in the Word of God. Come on. Because it is alive, it is living. There is hope in Christ Jesus. I'm here to let you know also 
that everything that we read all the way from the beginning of the, uh, of the Old Testament to the New Testament, it's all about Christ. It's all about Him written all over the Word of God. Amen? And so it tells us there in Psalms 23, 4, that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil for what? You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalms 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Right? The word of God, it is a lamp to our feet. It is a light to our path. It's what gives us the light. It gives us direction. Amen? Can I tell you that the word of God, there is power, power enough to be able to tear strongholds? Come on. Right? To tear down the enemy's kingdom. There is power in his word. One of the things that Jesus used when he was tempted was the word of God. One of the things that you and I can use is the word of God. Every time that we face temptation, every time that things come against us, every time we don't know what direction, and it seems that we've all lost all hope, we can go to the scriptures, and the scriptures will break those strongholds. If something is going on within our family, we can't claim it, don't name it, right? Don't, don't name it, don't claim it. But listen, declare it. Declare that, that, that because of the word of God says that we are overcomers in him, that we are truly overcomers. Come on. And so the word of God is alive, right? It, it's active. It, it, it's, it's, it's active enough to be able to, to break down barriers, walls, chains be removed, right? Strongholds removed. Uh, and last, God's word is accurate. The Word of God tells us, right? It's accurate. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts both ways in and out. Paul compares the sword here as the, as the sword that the Romans physically used during that time. They didn't use the long sword that's really long and kind of uh, can't have really control. They used a smaller blade, and they, they, they perfected it by making it sharp on both sides, on both ends. Because what it was, it was they wanted to make sure that when they're up close in battle, that it would cut going in and going out. So whatever direction they would, they would do their sword, it would cut, right? And so this is the reason why Paul utilizes this in the scriptures, that God's word is sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts going in and it cuts going out, right? The word uh, pierce, uh, it, it pierces into a person's soul, right? It, it pierces into a person's soul. It is a weapon. The word of God is our weapon. It's, it is what we need to take with us on a daily basis, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to carry this big old Bible walking around, right? Because you can take the word of God in your heart. Come on. And the only way that we know that it's in our heart is if we get down to reading it. Come on. How can we face an enemy without having the sword? How can we defeat the enemy? How can we make our cuts? How can we go through certain things in life without knowing the word of God? If we don't know the word of God, the word says that people perish for the lack of knowledge. So we need to understand that the word of God, right, is accurate. It means it pierces a person's soul. When we, when we share the word of God, when we share the gospel with something, there is, we're up close, right, being able to tell. And, and all of a sudden, the word of God begins to penetrate all the way down to the, the bone marrow, right? And what, uh, the way I see it is when you present the gospel and someone reads the word, it begins to go in and it brings a person's inside 
and not, not to be gross, but the, their, their soul inside, and it begins to expose all the sin. It exposes all the darkness. And when it does that, that's what the word of God comes in and allows it to happen. Amen? That it's sharp and it cuts going in and going out. Right? We are called to study the word. We are called to ponder on the word, right? To understand the word, to utilize the word, to speak the word, right? How can anybody hear if we don't speak the word? We're really quick to speak of the word, but we're really hesitant to speak of the word. Come on. Guys are awfully quiet to know that you are alive in Christ Jesus. His word is alive within you. There should be a spring of living water in you. That when you begin to hear his word, listen, uh, when I begin to read the word of God, there's just something inside of me that it's really hard for me to put it down. And, and all of a sudden, there's this, there's this, that same, that same uh, 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 aliveness, right? That, that same adrenaline that, that goes through my, 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 my bones is the same uh, type of when I begin to read his word. Amen. And so God has called us. It is alive. Would you stand with me here today? See, we're called to read his word, right? To ponder and to study his word. Did you guys know that it only takes 15 minutes a day in order for us to read the Bible throughout the whole year? If you only took 15 minutes a day to start reading the word of God, in one year you would read the entire Bible. And I know that some of you are saying, well, pastor, if I had 15 minutes in my life, I would read the Bible. I'm here to prove you wrong. For many of you who have, and you, there's an app now that you can go and you can see how much screen time you've used throughout the day. Right? And you can go on there and it'll tell you how much time you've spent on social media. So you cannot say that you, have, you don't have 15 minutes to read the Word of God. And so we are called to read His Word, right? It is accurate. His Word, is, it zeroes in into a person's life. And this is what happens when a sinner is convicted, right? Or uh, that, that he converts over to Christ. It, it turns his side uh, the inside of a sinner out and it lets them see all of their heart and it changes their heart. Amen. Listen, you and I, we are alive because the word of God is alive within us. Can you say amen to that? See, the word of God is alive, it is active, and it is accurate. Right? We must proclaim his word on a daily basis. Right? It's the message that the world needs to hear. They need to hear the message of the gospel. They need to hear that Jesus loves them. They need to hear that Christ Jesus cares for them, right? It's, they need to hear the story of who God is. They need to know the life of Christ. They need to understand the death of Christ. They need to understand that he is alive today, 
right? It's through this word that we're able, that they're able to see what sin really is, what salvation really does, that there is a heaven and that there is a hell, there is judgment and there is eternal life. It's all these things, all these topics that we look around, it's written within the scriptures of the word of God. And it's this word that is alive within us today. It is this word that should prompt us to be able to continue to move forward and, and to be joyful and to have this spring of living water within us, right? To, to be able to move forward and to do what God has called us to do, to be able to help and to speak to the lost. 